Welcome to the HTH Church Podcast. We are a church in the heart of Hastings whose desire is to build communities of people who are so passionate about being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and joining in with what Jesus is doing, that lives, families, and communities are changed and transformed one at a time. On this podcast, you can keep up to date with the latest talks from our Sunday services, as well as additional bonus episodes, which include conversations, interviews, devotions, and much more. If you'd like to find out more about the church, you can visit our website, hthchurch.org. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy this episode. The passage I'd like to speak about this morning is from James 1, verses 16 to 18. I think they'll come up on the screens. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. I've got a nephew who lives in East London, uh, West London, works in West London, and he had a period of time when he was one of those Uber, Uber carriers uh, on a bike taking the meal that is ordered on the app and then delivered to somebody in their home from a restaurant or a cafe or a food eater place. And he would cycle around with a, a pack on his back uh, delivering food. It's very easy to get food these days, isn't it? All you have to do is go to an app and then it, it's you order it, and it, it, it can be delivered uh, very, very soon afterwards. You don't even have to think about it. You can just go and watch a bit of TV, and then there's a knock on your door. There's the food. And he said that one day he was, uh, had an order for this McDonald's, and he arrived at the McDonald's place, put the food in his backpack, and then he walked across the road to the person in the house opposite and delivered the food to this guy who was perfectly fit and well, but just couldn't be bothered that day to go uh, opposite the, the road and get his McDonald's. It wasn't always like that. And the context of which we find the Bible written was an agricultural society. If you wanted food, first thing you would do is you'd go out and plough the field. You'd, the field the, the, would be maybe stony and not in a good state for food or for growing crops or growing anything. So it had to be plowed, and that was really hard work. You might have some animals to help you plow up all this rough soil. And then after that, you would till it and make it much more tender and soft. And then after that, you'd level it down so that it's a, a drainage was Okay, and then the next stage, you would put on some fertilizer and get the animals to fertilize it so it had all the nutrients and the nitrogen and all the other elements you need to have food growing. And then you'd get a seed and a number of seeds and you'd plant it into the ground. And then over time, that little seed would take on, it would start to germinate as it got the warmth of the water and the light and, 
and the nutrients and a, a tiny little root would appear and then it would go down into the ground and that would take a, a little while and then a little bit more then there would be this little shoot that appears, a green shoot and then after time that stem would grow up and, and I'm not an agriculturalist but I'm just, um, uh, I can look on Wikipedia um, and I know some of you are agriculturalists, so I hope I'm doing it right. And it would come up, and there's stem, and then there would be a leaf. And that leaf, because all the light and, uh, and the rain that comes down, helps that plant to grow, and it comes up and gets bigger. And then there's a, another stage where it starts to flower, and with all these beautiful flowers that appear. And the next stage... Excuse me. <laughs> Just nearly tripped over the carpet. The next stage is the fruit. The fruit appears. Can you imagine that? You've been waiting all this time. And you don't know if there's going to be locusts. You don't know if there's going to be, or it's going to be eaten by slugs. You don't know what's going to happen to that. You don't know if it's going to rain too much that it just destroys all the crops. You don't know if there's going to be a drought and you don't get any rain. You don't know what's going to happen to that, that seedling. You don't know how it's going to be. But one day, one day, after all that time awaiting, you see this first fruit appear. Can you just try and imagine that? And maybe your family's been hungry for a long time. Maybe the stores for the last um, season have all nearly run out. And you've just been desperately waiting, wondering, will you ever get some fruit from the seed that you planted? What did those ancient people do when that first fruit appears? What, was, what were they meant to do with that first fruit? Go out, have a party, indulge themselves, eat the fruit while you can because you don't know what else is going to come. What are you meant to do with that first fruit? Well, it's interesting because the Bible talks a lot about first fruits. It says in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 31.5. As soon as the command was given, the people of Israel gave in abundance the first fruits of grain, wine, oil, honey, and all of the produce of the field, and they brought in abundantly of everything, the tithe of everything. And in Deuteronomy 18.4, you were to give them the first fruits of your grain, new wine, olive oil, and the first wool from the shearing of your sheep. It, it's interesting that first fruits appear again and again in the Bible with a particular significance. And I'd like to say there's three things which are significant about first fruits and why they became important. And the first thing to say about first fruits is that they are the sign of things to come. If you're planting uh, tomatoes and you get the first fruits of the tomatoes, you know that there's other fruits which are going to be coming later on. If you've got uh, the ability to have um, melons or other things, when you see the first melons appear on the, on the tree, the, the, it says there's more melons about to come. 
They're a sign. That's why it's so exciting. First fruits are so exciting. When we go into the spring soon, there'll be some first flowers that appear. I think some daffodils have appeared in Cornwallis Gardens. And they're the first flower saying that there's more going to be coming later on. They're the first daffodils, but there's a lot more daffodils to come. And so first fruits are really significant because they say, this is happening. You're going to get more of this. And I, I feel really quite strongly that the last few term, the last term and the last weeks we've had, there's been amazing first fruits appearing here in our church of a sign of things that are going to happen in the future and we can look forward to in 2024 because we've seen some real first fruits here in Hastings. I mean, if you think about planting and then sowing, this is actually a church plant. There was really pretty much nothing here, just dead soil uh, about nine years ago. And now we're starting to see some significant fruit, like even just like nine years in. In fact, last week, somebody came up to me. I've never seen this woman before, and I don't think she's uh, been here um, pretty much since I've been here, but uh, she came up to me and she was in tears at the end of last week's service, New Year's Eve service. And she, she said, uh, in tears, she said, I was part of this church 40 years ago. Uh, 40 years ago, and I would pray every single Wednesday for this church to become alive because there was, a, there was a choir and there was the same number of people in the church as in the choir. And she said it was dead. And so I'd pray, come in every single Wednesday, and I would pray. And I was thinking about her this week, and maybe I'll never see her again. But what she was doing 40 years ago when she was coming in and praying for life in this church was she was sowing some seeds. She was sowing something before God. She was sowing in tears, and she was reaping with joy uh, last week. Because last week she came in and she saw a church that was just full of people and full of life, and uh, she was just amazed at what had happened. And I was amazed that somebody had been here 40 years ago. And these first fruits that I think we're, we're seeing are just all across the church at the moment. A Christmas carol service, I went up to talk to two youth, and I, was, I hadn't really seen them uh, very much. And... One of them had said that they'd just come in and they'd been walking past and they'd been coming very regularly to this church. And one of them was exploring faith a little bit. And then I asked the other one about faith and he said, uh, yes, I've, I've said yes to Jesus. I came off the street. I recognized somebody, our youth worker, Babs, from Ark Alexandra School, which he goes to. And he came in and he's been coming to youth um, every week and he said yes to Jesus. I believe that he's a first fruit of what will happen with youth as we go forwards. We've just heard about the Heritage Project. And five years ago, we started to have an initial discussion with the Heritage, National Heritage Fund and put in a little application. It was a little uh, yes, but... In the summer, we put in this 64-page application, and the competition was intense. Something like 39 million worth of, of applications that had been put in, 
and our 4.6 application million out of 14 which was going to be given has got a go ahead for that first phase and that's like an amazing I just want us to dwell on that moment together because that's a first week because that's going to really change the life of our church because in two or three years time this whole building will be redone we'll have to move out for a little while as the whole floor and the heating is done but also we're going to have many many more people coming in as part of looking at the heritage enjoying heritage volunteers all kinds of things which will be really giving us a greater link into this wider community of this area it's a little first fruit but also, it means that I feel like God is saying yes to this community, yes to what is going on here. We bought the last year, we bought this building Holdens, and we haven't been able to get any funding so far for that building. It's just sitting there, needing to be updated. We'd love to run a play cafe down in the, uh, the ground floor. We'd love to run a spear employability program upstairs. It, nothing has happened yet. And you sometimes think, will anything ever happen? But I believe that the yes to the heritage of this project is a yes to the future of the Holden's building as well, because this is the first fruit of what will happen there. This is the first fruit of other things which will be happening. In November or December, I can't remember which, we ran our first spirit cafe here at the church where we opened up the Claremont doors. And it was literally the worst day of the year to hold a spirit cafe because it was a storm, uh, which meant that the market, which was meant to be down this road, was down that road. And it was just terrible, terrible weather. And the heating had been broken in here, so it was cold. We just had a few heaters on over there. And I thought, will anyone uh, come in? to this spirit cafe where we're offering to pray for people. We're offering a peace treatment for prayer that people could come and have some peace treatment or they could have healing prayer, prophetic prayer, or they could have a deep cleansing prayer. We're offering this spiritual experience and uh, 20 people came in. And there's an incredible openness, in fact, to to the work of the spirit from people who just had not come to the spirit cafe, but had just been walking past. And in fact, one person today came up to me and said, hi, um, you remember me from that spirit cafe who's actually in the church this morning. So like, and now that spirit cafe, we want to run it once a month when they have the market around here. It might be on a Sunday, it might be on a Saturday. But that little 20 people, those 20 people were a sign of things to come. They were a first fruit. There's all kinds of first fruits going on. Next week, we are baptizing Alicia and her son, Monty. Alicia come from a totally non-religious background. You will hear her story. You heard her story if you were at Cow Service. We're going to hear some more of her story next week. We're, we're putting this hot tub just where you guys are sitting over there. And that's where we're going to baptize Alicia and Monty at the beginning of the 11.15 service next week. It's going to be a a fantastic celebratory occasion. Um, And Alicia is part of five people who've said yes to Jesus at Alpha last term. They are first fruits of what is going to come because more people this year are going to come to know Jesus Um, And the mechanism, the process, uh, we believe, will be uh, through Alpha, being invited along to church and being invited to Alpha. It's a first fruit. We had a a house of prayer night in December, early December, I think it was, in HTH Hall. 
And there was something extraordinary that happened on that evening. We had a time of worship. And sometimes just worship takes off and you feel God's presence is, is particularly strongly there. And people were having incredible encounters with God, life-changing encounters with God. And it was an extraordinary evening. Probably I came away thinking that was one of the most powerful evenings we've had at HTH Church in the last nine years. It felt God's spirit was really, really moving at that house of prayer night. And that was the first fruit of what is to come. There have been first fruit in, over the last nine years, and not as though we only just started to see first fruit, but there's been other first fruit which have been encouraging to us because the first fruit says, keep going. You know that spirit cafe? God's going to work through it. Keep going. The youth work. I'm working, God says, through the youth work. Keep going. The heritage project. Keep going. The hubs and the amazing hubs that we're part of. Keep going. The people who are developing a greater maturity in their faith or having breakthroughs through keys to freedom and other things. Keep going going. There's so many areas of our church where I believe God is working really powerfully and 2024 will be seeing some incredible breakthroughs that at the end will go, wasn't that amazing? Wasn't that amazing? There's going to be people coming through the door this, this year into the life of the church who are going to have a profound experience of Jesus that they never, ever expected. So there's something about first fruits in the biblical sense that says, keep going, don't stop. Because he chose to give us birth through the word of truth, this is James 1, 18, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. I think there's something even more cosmological about that sentence, where the first fruits of all that he has created, God's created the whole earth, and there's, and there's a sense when Jesus rose from the dead and started, people believed in him and and had the, were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were new creations. They were, in a sense, a little sign, a new creation of the whole new creation, where God restores the whole world at, a, at some time in the future, that we, in fact, are a first fruit, not just of people who will come to know Jesus, but somehow all of creation and the renewal of creation, where actually the significance of what Jesus is doing is not just for us individually, but also as a whole cosmos, and we're first fruits of all that he's created. The second aspect of first fruits is the fact here in James where it says that every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift. So when the in the Old Testament the, the people were told to give of the first fruits, to give away the first fruits, rather than just having a party, but giving them away, it was a recognition that these first fruits were a gift. 
And every good and perfect gift comes from above. Because if you have a massive party and eat all the first fruits and you use them for yourself, you're, it's as though you're saying, well, brilliant, haven't I done well? I plowed the field, I tilled it, I put the fertilizer on, I made the animals go up and down, I planted the seed, I watched it, I protected it, and now I can eat it. Aren't I brilliant? Or I've gone to work. If you put it in, I mean, most of us are not farmers here. Um, there's probably about three. Uh, the rest of us um, work. Uh, or... <laughs> Sorry? Farmers work. I wasn't saying farmers don't work. <laughs> I was not saying that. They, I know they work very hard. Uh, the rest of us uh, get some money. I think that's really what I was trying to say. Uh, for something that we've done. And at the end of, uh, maybe, the, when we do get the money that we have coming in, the temptation is to say, haven't I worked really hard? Haven't I done a good job? Haven't I filled in the forms correctly? Haven't I, whatever the way the money comes into our, our lives, haven't I done well? And the first fruit idea says, this gift, this thing that you've got, that's actually a gift from God. It's a gift because God is the giver of, the, of all the good things in your life. And therefore, honor him by giving that away. That's the message here. Don't think, oh, well done me, but think, thank you, God. That's the, that's the message. So it's a, it's a way of bringing ourselves back into gratitude for everything that we have. And the third thing, so it's first of all, it's a sign of things to come. Secondly, it's a step of gratitude by giving away of the first fruits. And the third thing is, it's an act of faith. When the people in the Old Testament, they gave away the first fruit, the best of what they had, and it says, um, Exodus 34, 26, bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord. And then in Malachi, it goes on, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. In my house, Test me in this, says the Lord of God Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing there will not be room enough to share it. And the context of that is that the people were stealing the first fruit. They were robbing uh, God. And God was saying, no, 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 bring all that tithe, bring all that, that produce into as a gift and give it away and test me, I will provide for you. So where God is saying, it's okay to give of your first fruits because I am actually your protector and I am your guide and I will provide. So the way Sarah and I have always tried to do this, which I really commend to all of you, is at the beginning of the month, you give away 10% of your income. You give away 10% straight away out of that bank account. So you don't even start to think about it into the future because you've just given it away. And then it goes out. Um, and we, uh, we encourage people to give to the church 10% a tithe because it's gone. And then you're not then at the end of the month thinking, how much should I give to God? How much should I give away and what is left is left over no we've done it right at the beginning and that 
is an act of faith. And that is an, a step of faith, because they say that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You think, okay, if I've given 10%, I'm going to live off the rest, and I now need God to provide, because I don't feel like there's enough. I feel uh, like I could be anxious about how will we survive for the rest of the month. But go, no, I'm going to do that as an act of faith. And that's one thing we'd love to challenge everyone here on for as we begin 2024 is of trusting God with our finances and with the first fruit of all that we are given. That we go into 2024 saying, yes, God, I absolutely believe that this, uh, the vision of this church is uh, amazing. I really want to join in with it. We want to see people coming to know Jesus. We want to see the community blessed. We want to see this house of prayer. We want to see people making disciples and make disciples. We want this to be a hub of practical love. We want all of those things to happen. We're starting to see the first fruits of that. But also, we're going to get on board with our own giving and uh, with our own tithing so that we will just give of that, of the best of what we've got, in order that we then trust God with uh, what is left. And uh, as we do that, that's a very risky place to be. But it is the place, I believe, that God wants all of us to be, where we say, come on, God, we're trusting you. We're trusting you. We're trusting you with 2024. I'm trusting you with my family. I'm trusting you with my my finances, I'm trusting you with my relationships, I'm trusting you with my life. I'm trusting you, God. And so, hopefully, the idea of first fruits is helpful to us because it says that there's a sense of sowing that is going on all the time in the spiritual realm and in terms of our lives. Sowing, sowing, sowing. Waiting, waiting, waiting. But then also God is really on our side and he is going to come through and he is going to bless us, he's going to encourage us, he's going to work through us. Uh, but also it's an opportunity for us to say, I trust you and I'm grateful for all that you've given me. Thanks for tuning in to the HTH Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with someone you think would appreciate it? And be sure to subscribe to our channel to get notified when new episodes are published. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a great day.